are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Joe Non, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now. All right, all right. What is happening, everybody? I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. You know what? This morning I was thinking of getting uh, some sort of a uh, merch going on of because I always say fantastic day, phenomenal week. And, you know, just as some sort of um, like a source of motivation, I feel like it would be definitely worth it to, to actually put out merch saying, I hope you're having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. And turns out, Sorry, if I'm getting like already getting um way into the rabbit hole of like different things, I'm I really do apologize in advance. But speaking of phenomenal, turns out that I say the word a lot. So I don't I don't even know how I started using the word phenomenal so many times. Like I I just use it in daily conversations and whatnot. And um for example, like if in a class or something uh, there's a anonymous poll and you have to submit a written <laughs> a written response. Even even there, I tend to use the word phenomenal a lot. And um, I there was this one time that one of my classmates just privately messaged me and said, Janan, I know this is all anonymous, but because of the fact that this response contains so many phenomenals. <laughs> I know this was you anyway. So, um, yeah, phenomenal, fantastic. Love love all these words with all these strong connotations. Um, inspiring and, and just powerful connotations. So anyway, um, I hope everybody's been having a great day and uh just ready to conquer the world okay like let's let's get this bread. um today is actually one of those days uh like i was talking about in our uh previous episodes so for tko since you guys already know we pre-record our episodes um that's <laughs> that's definitely helped us a lot uh give it given us a lot of flexibility with regard to what time of day we actually decide to record the show so today is one of those days that we have actually um started our pre-recording um not too too early in the morning at least not for me but uh it is let's just say it is indeed early in the morning but it's all good uh, let me just tell you a little bit about my day uh i i woke up very early in the morning uh there's <laughs> there's no debate on that if i tell you the time uh, I, I don't want to tell you the time. I'm just going to like keep it to my to myself. It's one of those things that I don't want to reveal about myself. Um, but let's say very, early, very, very early in the morning, I woke up, I uh, had breakfast and then I got a quick workout in, uh, broke a little bit of sweat. And now here we are all freshed up uh, with the mindset of gold here to get started with our day and get started with TKO. Okay, so today, uh, as always, I'm just so hyped up <laughs> to be here. Uh, listen, y'all, so 
this past week we had so many awesome fights happening for ufc 259 and uh, okay so it was pretty interesting because obviously like going into fights you don't exactly know what to expect and there were so many uh controversial events that uh, went down uh during this card and so many not so unexpected things that happened at least in my opinion and we're gonna be getting into all that in a few minutes but overall it was an awesome uh night of fights so so many people who are just starting to rise to the top they definitely um shine like a star people like islam uh, makachev who i i dearly admire and uh, applaud a lot for his talent and his athleticism at this early stage of his career. And he's already making such big accomplishments. So he was definitely one of those people who definitely shines on this card. Uh, and so many other things that I'll, I'll reserve for a few more minutes. But overall, it was a very, very interesting fight card. Uh, but also this upcoming weekend, we're going to be having a very interesting fight card, just a UFC fight night once again in Las Vegas at the UFC Apex Center. We are going to be having Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad go at it for a welterweight bout uh, for our headliner of the evening. And um, this is going to be a very interesting fight because both guys, uh, I feel like this is a very determining fight for both of them. Um, just to briefly talk about it right now, and then hopefully if we have enough time, I'll uh, talk about it in more detail. But uh, specifically talking about Bilal Muhammad, Bilal Muhammad has been um, uh, making a lot of um, huge accomplishments as of recently. He's been getting through guys very very easily and he's been able to properly showcase his uh skills and talents which is awesome and i feel like right now he's definitely just just about to reach the tra trajectory of his uh career he's not even at his prime yet and i feel like he's already accomplishing so much and then uh, the other hand we are going to be having him fight against leon edwards who also is no one to underestimate um, he has gone through, I'm just trying to see here in his uh, professional record. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, he's been able to get through uh, eight, eight of his most recent fights, all wins against his opponents. He's on an eight fight win streak. And that is no joke, everybody. So because of that, a lot of people have actually called out leon edwards for the longest time but here we are the organization <laughs> giving credit when credit is due because like i said Bilal muhammad has been working very very hard and now this is his time to um just uh showcase his talents and skills and show everybody whether or not he he actually got it or not so it's gonna be a very very interesting fight i'll talk about this fight in more detail in a few minutes but um as always, the world of combat sports is just um, dynamic as always, and um, things are rolling, thankfully, um, with with almost all uh, combat sports right now. And actually, that reminds me, so uh, there is a update slash rumor that I do want to talk about for boxing. 
So I'll actually get started with that and then we'll talk, talk about some of the things that happened for UFC 259 and then lastly break down Bilal Muhammad versus Leon Edwards. Okay, so now without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so uh, the boxing update slash rumor, fight rumor that I want to talk about. It's actually not a rumor. This was uh, mentioned by a reputable uh, sports uh, media outlet. So talk about boxing. So uh, I believe it was last episode that we talked about Andy Ruiz Jr., the former heavyweight uh, champion in boxing, the former IBF, IBO, WBA, and WBO heavyweight champion of the world. We talked about Andy Ruiz Jr., and the fact that even though he was um, his most recent fight has been a loss against the current champion Anthony Joshua, uh, he has been able to bounce back very very well, and he's been able to get into the best shape of his life. So we all thought, okay, good for him. That's perfect. Uh, it was just so inspiring that personally for me, I would I would keep going back to his page on social media and just check out his most recent posts and to just see what what else is he up to, right? Because sure, like it's awesome that he's uh, doing all that. He is trying to maintain the best physique of his life. He's trying to um, train hard in training camp. However, the thing with combat sports is. Uh, unless you're someone like super super dedicated to the sport you don't just go to the gym to train just because and you know to to, like cut weight and put on muscle and to train to that um extreme right like that's just not something that happens because when you do go into training camp and train that hard it's just so tough on your body so Usually, like, not to say that people don't train in between fight camps, in between fights, rather, uh, but also, but more so saying, um, you don't have fighters going to their gym and train uh, to the, to the highest extreme every single day to that extent, to the extent, uh, that Andy Ruiz Jr. has been training, um, at, (laughs) as of recently. So, the, in the curious mind of Jonan <laughs> and so many other uh, fans out there, everybody was just thinking, well, what's going on with Andy Ruiz Jr.? Like, um, we, we just smell something interesting here, right? Like something, we just feel like something's going to happen. Like our, um, our combat sports gut just kind of told us that. Um, and uh, actually, so recently it was announced that Andy Ruiz Jr., and uh, the former WBC heavyweight champion of the world, the one and only Deontay Wilder, are supposedly going to fight later this year. Now, let me just put this into perspective for y'all. So um, if this is the first time that you're hearing the name of Deontay Wilder, let me just give you some background on this dangerous, dangerous boxer, dangerous heavyweight boxer. So... Deontay Wilder uh, still is, I was going to say was, but honestly, he still is one of the baddest heavyweights on the planet. 
So uh, he was essentially undefeated as a professional boxer and uh, a heavyweight champion for the longest time. Uh, he was making a name of himself, um, you know, being that American heavyweight champion. Um, you know, all, uh, even that label by by itself, it definitely helped him a lot with his uh, rise to stardom. And he was fighting so many tough contenders. He fought top contenders in the heavyweight division. People like Luis Ortiz, you know, so many different people. And uh, after he was uh, making such a big name of himself, the matchmakers listened to what the fans were asking for. And that was uh, to get a fight against the lineal um, heavyweight champion in the world. And the guy who was the champion, the, the heavyweight champion, but um, like he never really lost, but it was just a matter of him uh, kind of losing in life, I guess, because um, uh, this champion that I'm going to, just reveal the name of and i'm sure you guys can already guess who i'm talking about uh this person this champion this heavyweight champion he never really lost in the ring but he lost in life because he was dealing a lot uh he was dealing a lot uh with his um substance abuse uh problems and so many other things that he was uh he had going on outside the ring so i'm talking about tyson fury now tyson fury even though I, I just want to go back and kind of like fix what I just said, kind of paraphrase. I said he lost in life, but no, none of that because he was actually able to bounce back from that, uh, uh, that mentality. He was able to regain uh, his confidence. He was able to bounce back into the ring. So Tyson Fury, even though he was out of the game for a good few years, even though he never really lost inside the ring, he bounced back. Um, he started losing weight. He started training hard. And uh, he, after he had a few warm-up fights, once again in the heavyweight division, uh, the matchmakers saw that he still has that X factor in him. And uh, they they wanted to bring Tyson Fury to the top and uh, have him fight for the title, for the heavyweight title. And because both Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, well, at the time, uh, they were both um, so good at trash talking and so good at marketing and promoting themselves, the matchmakers said, okay, now, so this is going to be the fight of the century. This is going to be the biggest fight in heavyweight boxing, as, as especially as of the modern era of boxing. So the two fought for the first time, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. And in the first fight, the fight was so, so close that uh, the the judges actually gave the fight a draw. Now, the question remained, okay, sure, like, that just tells you that both guys are just too good to be in there, right? But who who's the better guy, of course? So a few uh, months after, actually, like, a year after... Uh, the two fought for a rematch, and this time around, uh, Tyson Fury was actually able to come on top, and uh, he took Deontay Wilder's WBC Heavyweight Championship belt from him. And this was so unexpected because everybody, a lot of people were still betting on uh, Deontay Wilder, and you know, you know, the way Deontay Wilder would advertise himself and. You know, not just like false ad advertisement, but 
uh, just just videos of him training in the gym and uh, the record, his professional record just speaks for itself. Like there's no reason why people should be doubting uh, Deontay Wilder. Regardless, though, nobody was expecting that loss, um, especially in the way that Deontay Wilder lost that fight. He was completely outboxed by uh, Tyson Fury. He got beat up real bad. And uh, now, especially as of right now, Tyson Fury remains the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. However, you know, Tyson Fury is just out there doing his thing right now, right? But everybody's been thinking, well, actually, nobody's uh, been talking about what Deontay Wilder has been doing in the meanwhile. Now, a few months have passed since then, since his uh, first loss in his professional career and his most recent loss um, against uh, Tyson Fury. But what is Deontay Wilder up to? Well, now we know. So Deontay Wilder will be facing off against Andy Ruiz Jr. And oh boy, oh boy, what a fight would that be? Especially with that new uh, bulletproof mindset that Andy Ruiz Jr. Um, is uh, on right now. <laughs> of course, uh, this will be the first fight that he'll be fighting under that mentality. And I, I'm just really curious to see how that would play out and how that would actually help him um, in the in the ring. Uh, but also, you know, because of his improved physique, I wonder uh, if, uh, not Deontay Wilder, but uh, Andrew Ruiz Jr., if he's going to be employing a different style of fighting in his fights uh, just so he employs more agility and dynamicness in his style so that even as even though he's a heavyweight, he's still able to uh, move around the ring and um, uh, just... just uh, dominate his opponent in a, in a speed-wise manner as opposed to just relying on power. So I'll, I'll be really interested to see how that will play out as well, but also just to see how Deontay Wilder is going to fight uh, after after such a long layoff, especially against such a improved opponent. Uh, but regardless, my prediction is whoever wins this fight, they will be next in line uh, for the winner of Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua, that uh, which is another matchup fight that we know will be happening later this year. So the Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua fight for the championship, for the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world, that is happening later this year. Um, and so the winner of that fight, whoever the champion will be at the time, my prediction is that person will be fighting the winner of this Deontay Wilder and Andy Ruiz Jr. fight. Because arguably, these four guys are the toppest uh, heavyweights in the world right now. So honestly, like logically speaking, and just like uh, speaking from my combat sports common sense, this is what makes sense. This is what is fair. And uh, I cannot wait to see how it will all play out in the near future. So you heard it here first. Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Deontay Wilder. It is uh, in the works and it is stated to happen in the near future. Okay, I'm so excited for that. All right, so now uh, let's reminisce a little bit about what happened, what the heck happened uh, over this past weekend for UFC 259. So 
uh okay which one should we get started with first so we already talked about islam and, and his awesome accomplishment the, his awesome win in this bout that he had against drew dober uh now let's talk about the most controversial bout of the evening being the bout the band uh, the bout for the bantamweight championship belt between Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling. So, okay, so just give you some background on how the fight actually played out. So the fight was uh, very fair in the beginning. So Piotr Jan, he was uh, doing what he's really good at, which is to put pressure on Aljamain Sterling, on his opponent. And uh, I would say for the first round, he he definitely dominated over Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling too. He um, he also came out in the first round specifically. He came out guns blazing. Uh, he wanted to explode on uh, Piotr Jan, and he wanted to possibly finish the fight as soon as possible. He was doing really well too. However, I would definitely give that first round to Piotr Jan. So the second round started, and. Uh, <laughs> very very interesting uh things you know it was just kind of like back and forth so pewter would would uh, do, uh out dominate uh aljamain and aljamain would do things you know shoot for takedowns and whatnot and uh at times he would also be on top however uh comes the fourth round things are going okay and then um aljamain sterling is in a very awkward position so he is on his knees, right? And uh, so the two are kind of like half grappling, right? So Aljamain Sterling is on his knees while he's uh, like his hands are busy trying to grapple with Piotr Jan. Okay, so he is not fully standing up, uh, but also his hands are in the air. His hands are not on the canvas. It's only his uh, knees that are on, on the canvas, and Piotr Jan, he's um, standing up fully, again, trying to, like, um, essentially kind of, like, shoo away Aljamain Sterling's hands and try to fight those hands. And what happens in a matter of half a second is that while Aljamain Sterling's hands are still, like, dealing with uh, Piotr Jan, Piotr Jan throws a knee towards... Aljamain Sterling's uh, like orbital uh, area, orbital bones, right? So this happened and the referee immediately stopped the fight. You might be wondering why. So technically, um, talk about the rules of what's supposed to happen and what's, what's uh, not supposed to happen in a fight. So technically in an MMA fight, at least in the UFC, essentially everything is permitted except for um, strikes to the back of the head, strikes to like the spine, and uh, for an opponent to kick or knee or just like th uh, throw any strike towards an opponent's head while the opponent is grounded. And as of recently, the definition of being grounded in the UFC has changed. So before it was like, oh, you need to, um, you only need to have one hand on the canvas, if I'm not mistaken. But right now, uh, it's like, oh, if you have, like, if you're on the canvas with both your arms and your, uh, and like your feet are touching the canvas still, that is considered grounded as well. 
And so when when Piotr Jan threw that knee towards Alterman Sterling's head, um, I I personally didn't think that it was an illegal shot. However, because of the fact that he was Alterman Sterling, he was like uh, sitting down on his knees while that happened. So that's technically considered a foul, right? And when that happened, the referee was like, "Mm -mm, no, we're not having that. And the judges also ruled it as a immediate as an as a illegal move, and because of that, the fight was stopped. It was um, announced a disqualification for Piotr Jan, and Aljamain Sterling was crowned as the new bantamweight champion. So this was very controversial, especially because you know when when all that happened. So. People were still arguing, okay, did Piotr Jan do that on purpose? Or was it like, you know, when you're in a fight, you don't always, like your body just does its thing. You don't always think about, okay, if the thing that I'm doing right now is legal or not. So people were still arguing about that online. However, what really uh, gravitated people's attention to how controversial this whole win for Aljamain Sterling was, was the fact that, so inside the octagon, after he won that championship belt through Piotr Jan's disqualification, he was all sad and everything. He essentially, when Dana White, the president of the UFC, wrapped the new belt around uh, Aljamain Sterling's um, waist, uh, he he was so mad. He was like, oh, this is not fair. So he even like threw the belt to the canvas. He said, I don't want none of this, right? He, he was all sad and everything. But then later on, apparently in the night, uh, when he was having like a get together with his crew, Aljamain Sterling was shown to show off the belts and to essentially like show off to, to the fans that, oh, I'm the new champion, I'm the new UFC champion, all of that. But sure, like in, in name you are, however, at, at what price, right? Like I understand like, okay, sure, like, it's not the way you wanted to win. It's not the way that you wanted to win the championship belt for yourself. However, the way that you're like, it's just uh, why, why act two different ways? If like, we don't know how you feel like it's fine to be happy about you winning, um, you winning the belt, but just don't pretend that you don't like it. Like just, just stick to one mood Aljamain okay like that's what uh, really confused people and people are just so mad now and people are like okay like what what's happening like is Piotr Young gonna get a rematch because that was really unfair and Aljamain Sterling like is he um legitimately the bantamweight champion now so there's still a lot of controversy surrounding that but oh well, we shall wait and see what the future holds for both of these guys. By name, right now, Aljamain Sterling is the new bantamweight champion. And Piotr Jan just lost his belts. But again, we shall wait and see what will actually happen in the near future. All right. Oh, goodness. No, no, no. Okay, we're almost out of time, unfortunately. Uh, I'm just going to say... Okay, so let me just say uh, quickly... Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad coming up this weekend. You guys make sure you catch up with it. Unfortunately, we're not going to have enough time to uh, like break down the technicality of things and how this fight uh, will play out potentially. But uh, let me just, <laughs> if I didn't uh, emphasize enough already, make sure that you catch up with this fight because both of these guys, this is going to be a very determin determining 
fight for them and uh, whoever wins this fight it's a huge win on their record it is only going to take them essentially going to like shoot them forward in uh in the welterweight rankings and potentially going to put them ahead for a title shot in the near future so um make sure that you catch up with that Bilal Muhammad and Leon Edwards fight this Saturday um just going to quickly say that for UFC 259's main event being Israel Adesanya versus Jan Blakovich. That fight was also pretty interesting, but I was not surprised at the outcome. So I told you guys that it was going to be a tough one for Israel Adesanya, especially because he was going to be, be the one making the changes coming up in weight division and fighting the champion at that heavier weight division. And so to not to my surprise, he was um, dominated, completely dominated by... Jan Blakovich and now uh, not I, I love both guys. I love Israel Adesanya and I love Jan Blakovich. But I feel like once again, uh, I feel like this has been the theme of this whole episode. You have to give credit when credit is due. And Jan Blakovich deserves that credit. He's been on the top for so long and uh, people have to put some respect on his name. OK, so shout out to both guys. Shout out to Adesanya. Shout out to Blakovich. It was a great fight. That whole fight card was a great one. And uh, I really, personally, really enjoyed watching them all. So I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out, y'all.